I, I tripped over my rings. Okay, what I've done, I've got suspenders. I'm holding my rings up now so I won't trip over them next time so that this won't happen again. Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. You know what I love? What? I love that on like any random day out of the blue, I will get a message going, can you clarify this about needs? <laughs> Just from like people, part of our community, part of our team, different places. And it's like, I love that this is becoming such a part of people's lives that that I get messages on the regular asking like, mm-hmm. What about this? What's, <laughs> like, what's the needs lens or perspective on this, this part? Um, and actually, I've got a feeling that actually the question that I just got asked is going to end up becoming a podcast episode all of its own. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good. So watch out for that. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but we will tell you at the time. I'm sure that we're recording it. Um, but today we're not talking about that. What are we talking about then? So today we are talking about a kind of a weird phenomenon, which is that People don't seem to understand the concept, don't negatively impact the needs of the people you want around. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) I mean, you'd think, but, but the thing is, a lot of the time, People treat other people in a certain way to try to meet their needs. So, for example, like the personal power is a really big one that always kind of comes in here because um, when you understand personal power from a universal needs perspective and you understand the green spectrum and everything, like it's a real easy need to meet. It's not difficult to meet at all. But we don't understand this piece in in our culture. Um, And instead... A lot of people try to get their needs met, their needs to feel empowered in their own life met by having power over other people or by creating power dynamics with other people, Mm -hmm. by treating other people in certain kind of ways. So like the problem is once you are able to put a needs lens on things, (laughs) you can see why, like you can see why it happens. And a lot of the time also people try to get other people to feel bad in order to get them to do things to meet their needs where it's like oh you never do this for me mm-hmm. is a bid for that other person to then do the thing that will meet my needs but what we don't understand and what people don't seem to get about this is that over time like short term immediately there may be an element of like okay it it might and I'm going to use the big inverted commas, work (laughs) in the short term in the sense that 
if somebody is in a situation where they're surrounded by other people, they feel like they're being like publicly judged mm-hmm. or, or they're like um, being made to and like go back and listen to the guilt and shame series. There is a big difference between guilt, shame and using your humanity to manipulate you. This is not guilt, but there is an element like people would believe that this is a quote unquote guilt trip. Um, and it's like, it's not. <laughs> um, but they will use that tool of making you feel bad about yourself to try to get you to do the thing that they want to do. Now, short term, in that moment, if they don't know how to set good boundaries, they don't know how to manage their needs effectively, they don't know how to communicate what is and is not okay, they may just do it in that situation short term just to not have to deal with the situation and just to get it over and done with. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the time what happens. Like for just ease and for... um, like a quote-unquote quiet life in the short term, that's that's what tends to happen. However, what people don't realise is this is likely to work in the opposite direction in the long term. Mm-hmm. And that is basically because if when you see someone, you negatively impact their needs, they are far less likely to want to spend time with you. And over time, you're likely to see them less and less and less and less. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different um, examples of this. There's lots of different ways that this shows up. I mean, I so many examples I could give right now. <laughs> you really, you recently just had one that kind of inspired this right. episode, didn't you? Yeah, so um, I, as most people know, I'm a dancer. I go out pretty regularly. And there was a night I used to go out to pretty regularly. Um, I was there most most weeks. Um, and um, a local DJ um, kind of runs the night. Um, but the truth of the matter is because I have been, we've been doing, that often happens on a Thursday night. And we have a working day on a Friday. Now, at the moment, we are deep in creating content or we are, it's a Friday right now as we are recording, recording podcasts. Now, I have to be mentally on in order to do this. Um, And this is not to say that we don't need to be both mentally on, Mm -hmm. but there's an element of I need to be even more on sometimes Mm -hmm. than Serena because I have to follow the thread and I have to make sure that I'm pulling in all the needs pieces and bits and pieces that even Serena might not not in the moment be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes a lot of capacity. It takes a lot of brain power for me to be able to do that. Um, and so it's got to the point where um, it, it starts kind of late the night for me. Um, and generally speaking, I'm okay with having a late night once a week, but not prior to a day where I've got a decently early start and I have to be on all day to be able to like I take pride in the work that I do I take pride in the podcast I take pride in the content I want to make sure sure I'm doing it to the best of my ability so I don't have to worry about it being perfect but I do have to make sure that I feel good about what I'm delivering um that's part of taking like me viewing this professionally um and so I've stopped going to the the to this particular night. Um, and there were other things that I was like, yeah, I'm, it's okay. It's not my favorite night of the week. Um, there are things that I don't like about it, the things that could be better about it. But generally speaking, it was just a time capacity thing. Um, <clears throat> and over the months since this has happened, um, periodically I've seen this DJ out and about. And... Um, Every time I see him, he gives me shit about the fact that I don't show up to that night anymore. He's um, trying to be funny about it too, isn't he usually? Well, like- I think he's, I mean, 
there have been times where he's trying to make out that he's trying yeah, to like be funny. Put a little chuckle on the... Yeah. Oh, ha, 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 kind of thing. Um, or trying to make a joke that's not... I mean, I know it's that. I know you're not joking. Right. like Because otherwise you wouldn't say it every time I see you. Um, but I've had it where I've been like riding down the bike, uh, riding down the street on my bike and he's pulled up on a scooter next to me and like, oh, like you don't like me anymore. I'd be surprised if we're even friends on Facebook anymore. And I'm like... Well, go look. You'll find out. <laughs> um, I, I, I just had to jump in. Yeah. I fucking hate that. The Yeah. Oh, oh, what? You don't like me anymore? Oh, what? We're not friends anymore? Uh, based on... You keep on like this. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're moving in that direction. Keep, yeah, keep that's talking. exactly where we're going. <laughs> um, like right now, like I am... And this is the thing. I am choosing to prioritize different needs of mine because they are a higher priority than the need that I was getting met by going to that night. There was a point where it was meeting my needs. That was the priority need. Now there are other needs that are a priority. Now, of all people in this town, but all people worldwide, like if you come at me like that, or if you approach me in that way, I'm like, I mean, the eyebrow goes up for a start. Uh -huh. Like the eyebrow is very active. I'm like, really? That's That's how you approach me when you want me to come to the night that you are running and this happened several times now several different occasions several different moments um and it happened again at the the weekend i was out and it just so happened there is also another night uh, that where i tend to go uh, i'll dance earlier and then a little bit later there's another venue that we go to and i haven't been going to that as often because honestly if I get a late night and I'm not getting enough of my needs met, my sleep needs met, then even by Monday, I'm still a little bit off and I don't want to be a little bit off. I want to be on. So I'll go to the earlier version of the night and I won't, I haven't been doing the later one as much because at the moment we're in a different kind of um, prioritization in terms of the work that we're doing. Um, and so he made some comments about, um, oh, it's good to see you out because you're never out anymore. And I'm well. I am out. So I'm just not out at the places where you are. Like I'm. I'm. I'm still out. Check my Facebook. I'm yes. having a damn good time. <laughs> Absolutely. And I said to him, I was like, if you give your customers shit when they when you see them, it's going to mean that they're less inclined to actually come and see you. Now it was a loud club. I didn't hear exactly what his response was, but he seemed to get a little bit bristled and defensive and what have you. And I'm like. I'm just being honest with you. Like, actually, I'm trying to do you a favor here mm -hmm. because if you approach other people the way you approach me, like, I am I just wouldn't show up. Like, and I've got no issue with saying, hey, this thing you're doing is not cool. Like, mm -hmm. stop, cut it the fuck out, <laughs> basically. And then I was out on Tuesday. Now, the Tuesday was a real exception. It was a close friend of mine's birthday. I was like, I, I texted Serena. I was like, I was super tired. I was trying to figure out whether to go or whether not. And I'm like, you know what? We talked about it in the boundaries episode where I was like, I'm going to come out probably just for 30 minutes or so. I wanted to go. And like that served me. It met my needs to do that. But I also need to make sure I managed it in order that I would leave um, in time to get enough sleep that I could continue recording because it was during our recording week. Um, and yes, if you're watching on the podcast, I still have my bruise on my arm. It's the same one. It's, mm -hmm. the, it's the same one. Don't worry about me. I'm not being beaten up or anything. Um, well, I've been paid for somebody to beat me up, but like massage wise, like not, yeah, I'm not actually paying for someone to beat me up. <laughs> um, but I just bruise so beautifully. Like, um, I've got my purple as my favorite color. I'm wearing it with pride right now. Um, and so anyway, so just as I was about to leave, this person happened to walk in. Um, and it was maybe about 
9.20, something like that. So it was, it wasn't early, but it was early in times of those nights. Normally they start a little bit later. And he was like, he was like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going home. I've got like, I've got work to run. He was like, and he, he could see again, the same sort of thing. Like, pff, like, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, what? Seriously? Do you think? And I genuinely believe that he is doing this to try to get me to come to his nightmare. He thinks that if he just gives me enough shit that I will show up to his night. What he doesn't realize is the more shit he gives me, the less I want to, even if I'm free on that night, even if I don't have an early start on the Friday, I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go and support somebody who treats their customers like that. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to encourage that behavior because if I show up, it looks like it's working, mm-hmm. which will encourage him to do this more with other people. And I don't want to do that. So even if I am free on those nights now, chances are I'm probably going to be like, I'm going to go somewhere else mm-hmm. or I'm going to do something else. Um, and it's, I, I just, as I said, we are so used to believing that shaming people will get them to do what we want to do. And like I said, go back and listen to the guilt and shame series. It is a, it's, it's a very important series. Mm -hmm. Those podcast episodes and what we share in those are really vital for people to understand. Um, but so often people are in that habit. And I suspect what might have happened, I'm not saying this is what happened with him, but I suspect for a lot of people, what what's happened is other people have used that technique on them and it's, it's worked, worked on them. So they're using that same technique on other people without realizing that like, I mean, this is just like, customer service 101 we've done episodes on customer service like if you want people to come back give them a good experience mm-hmm. give them a sweet experience that at the very minimum does not cost their needs and ideally an experience that meets their needs or at least supports their needs in getting met that they're going to have an enjoyable experience like if someone like if every time a client came to me who i hadn't heard from all i was like well well where have you been like why mm-hmm. haven't you been showing up like i'd be like I mean, people wouldn't want to come and work with right. me anymore. But like this happens in so many different mm-hmm. ways. And I think that this is, um, this was an example like of a kind of customer business relationship. But how many times have I seen this happen in family relationships? I've had it happen in friendships a lot. I was just, friendship was the next one I was going. Yeah, go for it. Like I used to be somebody who went out all the time. I, you know, whatever place I was in in my life, like that's, I was experiencing, I was going out, I was on a later schedule, Mm -hmm. all of the things. Yeah. I was very into being around people, very social. And the last couple of years has been more, a little bit more uh, introverted, reflective within myself, and also honoring where I'm actually at, not just being like, yeah, I'm the girl that goes out, I'm the good time, so I I have to go. (laughs) I think in recent years, we've both kind of realized that we are like extroverted introverts. Yes. Like we both have both inside of us. Like there are times when I need to be on my own. And there are times when I want to be out and life is all the party, social, making fun, like having fun with everybody and what have you. And like you're the same, right? Like we've had this. Oh, very much. Like realization of like, oh. And that change has been hard for a lot of people in our lives. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. I mean, I, I get it. I'm a good time. You want me with you. And if can, I need to sleep, can confirm. Yes, it if is I need absolutely to sleep, true. I need to sleep, and that's going to be better for everybody involved. Also, me. can <laughs> confirm. Yes. 
But one of the things that kind of to tag on to your story is you get this shit like, oh, where have you been? You don't come out anymore. You don't like me, blah, blah, blah. And this is in the effort to try and get somebody to come out. So this becomes the dynamic and you get that every time you're like, oh, this person's going to give me shit again. I'm going to mm-hmm. see this person. They're going to give me shit again. Fine. Well, no. Cancel, no. clear, delete that. Not, Not fine. fine. <laughs> Not fine on that. That's what they've chosen to do. Right. And then... In the rare occasion that I'm like, actually, you know what? I am going to go out. Then I show up. Oh, nice of you to come out finally. Like, I thought you hated me. And it's like the exact same dialogue mm-hmm. with like just little nuanced twists in the present. Like, I showed up. Fucking stop. Because, right. And right there, it's like, no, now, I'm, now I wish I hadn't gone out right. because I came out to not get shit from you. And now I'm getting shit from you for coming out because right. I don't usually come out, but I came out this time. Like... Fuck off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that that being in that space of like realizing that I think that a lot of the time there are different reasons that people do this. And just because there's a reason doesn't make it okay. Let's Mm -hmm. clarify this. This is not an okay behavior, period. Mm -hmm. End of story. You have plenty of other options of ways to address this. So many other options. The thing is, is that a lot of the time there are different needs behind it. Some is that is like, I'm going to try and shame you into doing the thing I want you to do to meet my needs. Mm -hmm. Some of it is, I have been hurt by the fact that you haven't come out. So I want you to hurt because you've hurt me. It's this kind of retaliatory tit for tat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, it's... It feels very kindergarten to me. I'm going to be it really, really like, honest. Why wouldn't you just say? Because like, a lot of people aren't taught how to process their emotions. They're not taught how to communicate. We're not taught how to do this. And we are adults. We have the ability. We Google is at our fingertips. YouTube is a click away. We have the ability to figure this shit out. Like we have the resources to be able to figure this shit out. I said, I'm not saying that any of this is permissible in any way, shape or form. But when you put a needs lens on it, you can see why somebody is doing something that way. The thing is, is that what they are doing is they're trying to do it to meet their needs. And in doing so, they are going to cost their own needs because they create a situation in which people do not want to show up. Mm-hmm. People don't want to be there. People don't want to like there are people in my life who I'm like, I don't want to see them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to deal with that. Like nothing about that sounds good to me. Nothing about that feels good to me. And I'm at that point in my life now where I'm like, if that is the way that things are, actually, chances are I'm just going to end the relationship because I'm not going to like I don't I don't have any truck with bullshit these days. Like, no, I don't I don't care what people who I don't have. um, Like, I care what the people who are close to me think of. Um, Like, I respect their opinion. Like, Serena, I respect her opinion. I value her opinion. If I disagree with her, that's different. But, like, generally speaking, if she's got something to say about something I'm doing, I want to know about it because, like, I respect that opinion. But I... It's very, very easy for people to get into a position where they end up costing their own needs in the way that they are trying to get their needs met. And then when their needs get cost, they handle it in such a way where their needs get cost even more. Now, the truth of the matter is nobody else is responsible for their needs. Like me showing up is not, I'm not responsible for the needs that they are trying to meet through me being there or Serena being there or whoever. 
But the problem is, is that they have created this dependency on other people showing up in order for needs to be met. And that is where it all kind of falls apart, which is the reason that if we're, that when we say that, like, the 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 be, it's best for better for everybody when you learn how to meet your own needs. Like, I don't need Serena to show up in order for my any of my needs to be met, which means if she doesn't show up, my needs aren't compromised. I might be disappointed that I don't get to do it quite the way I would have liked to. But I'm going to find another way of doing it and I'm going to be okay. And I would far rather, while I might be disappointed that that didn't work out the way I wanted it to, I would far rather her be okay and have her needs met so that when we do hang out, things are going to be more enjoyable for both of us. Mm -hmm. But I think that so many people don't realize that they're just, they're approaching these. I mean, I've seen it with family members. So many, like, especially older family members where it's like, oh, you never call me anymore. You never Mm -hmm. visit me anymore. And then when you do visit, all you do is hear about the fact that you don't visit and you don't call. And And I think that part of the issue is this level of expectation and entitlement to somebody else doing what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the ways that this actually shows up like kind of beautifully is that I, I, I don't know whether I've actually shared about this on the podcast before, but um, when I was growing up, I had an adopted grandmother um, who wasn't really, we weren't, wasn't and technically been adopted by her, but I kind of adopted her as an additional into my family because she didn't have any, um, um children of her own and we got to know each other through the local community and I would regularly go and show up like and hang out with her and go for tea and what have you yes we're British that's what we do um and um I would um often give her a little something for Mother's Day because she didn't have her own children and like I wanted her didn't I knew that that was a a day that was potentially a little difficult for her and so um and then when I was away at university and I left left my hometown when I came back I would often just drop by and visit like um I wouldn't I would I would surprise her by showing up and every single time I showed up she was delighted to see me because I had no obligation to be there I had no responsibility to be there. She knew I was there because I was choosing to be there. She knew she had no reasonable expectation of me showing up, which meant that every time I showed up, I mean, she had a smile like the fucking Cheshire cat. Like it was like my favorite thing about knocking on her door and she would open the door and her whole face would light up because she knew she wouldn't know when I was going to be there because I didn't ever want to say I was coming back and then her be disappointed by my not showing up. I knew that she just loved when I showed up at her door and that's what I did. And I think that that is, and because she was always so grateful, she was ever so grateful every time I went to see her because she knew I'd, like, I was a teenager and she was in her 80s. Um, Like, she was, I think, 94 when she died. Like, um, there is no expectation of that. Um, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of teenagers don't show up for people they're related to of that Mm -hmm. age, let alone somebody who is not actually someone that you have any kind of family ties or obligations um involved not that we have obligations there is this feeling of obligation not necessarily that we actually have them um but it was such a beautiful example of like how this works where because she was so grateful because she was so delighted every time I saw her it felt good to me to do it like we we talked about this on it was the episode 
that we no, it's still the. Ep- I keep trying to refer to the episode that's in a couple of episodes' that's, time. That's why we because we've already try recorded. To record and re- we record try- in order. Yes, and Be- once you hear that episode, you'll know why. It will all make sense. It will all make <laughs> sense. But we've confused ourselves in the process. So I think you have like four more episodes to hear us refer to an episode. You have no clue what we're talking right. about. Exactly, it's coming. Um, it's coming. I promise. Um, but that thing of like when you do something and it benefits somebody else. Oh my goodness it actually benefits me and my needs as well. And like, it's it's so easy for that to happen. But a lot of the time, the reason it doesn't happen that way is because people's value need is chronically unmet in our culture. So people often don't feel worthy of somebody else showing up for them unless they feel obligated to. And what they end up doing is they push that obligation because remember, you're obligated to because I don't believe you're going to show up for me. Now, the interesting thing is I've got other people in town that I will go and show up for just to support them because of how they are, Mm because they are so beautiful and loving and kind and grateful. I will show up for them whenever they've got something going on because I want to show up for them because I care about them and because I love how appreciative they are. Somebody who is like demanding or expect, expecting or feeling entitled, yeah, no, I, I, that is going to mean that I'm going to be less inclined to show up. But a lot of the time that's what it's rooted in. That unmet value need means that we feel we don't feel worthy of people showing up for us. And so we feel like we have to pressure them to show up for us, that they have to feel a duty or obligation or responsibility to show up in order that they will. But that feeling of pressure that comes in that feeling of duty, obligation and pressure actually makes people less inclined to show up. So what ends up happening is that the pressure gets increased. Oh, well, I obviously haven't given enough pressure. And what ends up happening is that like this happens, like we gradually end up moving further and further apart. And it's, I I mean, it's really sad because it's so easy Mm -hmm. to not negatively impact the the needs of the people who you're around. Right, or even to just, I mean... I believe with this DJ situation especially, it's more the unmet value needs and those things and the personal power. Like there's yeah. there's needs that are very prominent here yes. knowing the, the players, the situation yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. However, if this DJ had been like, I really miss seeing you out. Like, yes. And like approached it that like, way, almost saying the same thing but without... But coming from that genuine place of I like you and I would love to have you mm -hmm. around rather than why the hell haven't you been showing up to my night? Mm -hmm. Like if he had said to me, it is so good to see you. I really miss you. Like we would love to see you anytime you want to come by kind of thing. I'm like, or it's like, hey, I've got this big thing coming up. Like I would really love your support if you would want to come out. And I would be like, sure, if I'm available. Like that energy is completely Mm -hmm. different. But if it, if, they were to come to you and be like um I'm doing this thing next week you need to come and support me and that happens especially down here I feel like a lot (laughs) like that you need to do this watch me not (laughs) you have determined what I need to do which is the opposite (laughs) and the one thing the one thing I will say is that there is a there was a phrase that um uh Marshall Rosenberg who is um the person who developed nonviolent communication. Now, there are some issues with nonviolent communication. I'm not advocating for that. But there was a phrase that he used to say in the course of um, delivering that content that I think was really important. And he would always say, um, never let an authority figure 
cause you to either submit or rebel. Mm. And what he was basically saying is do what is right for you, irrespective of what the authority figure is doing. So if the authority, good good call out there, like that, that whole thing of like an authority figure saying you should do this. If it's not in alignment for you to do it, don't submit to it. But if it's not in alignment for you to rebel against it, don't rebel just because someone's telling you to do that. And I'm like, I'm not going to rebel against somebody. Like if if he's like telling me you have to be there, like there are some people who would say you have to be there for this thing and because they know me mm-hmm. and they know this is something that I really would like. Mm-hmm. Serena would be like, we have to go to this. And I'm like, there are times when she's said that to me and I've said that to her, I'm sure. Like we have to go mm-hmm. to this. Not because... You have to go to this. I'm telling we're you what to do. To. But because we know each other, we're like, we like we need to be there for this. This mm-hmm. is a really important thing. Da, 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 da. We we want to be here for yes. this. And like the phraseology though, like it can easily be, oh, we need to be there. Like, like I know you. I know you're gonna want to be there for this. I know this is something you're gonna feel like you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a short that's a kind of shortcutted way of saying, like in that situation now i'm not going to have somebody like if somebody was like oh you have to go to this event and it was like an event for one of the nonprofits that we support down here and i'm like i'm not gonna be like well i'm not going to that because they told me to go to that because that Mm -hmm. doesn't support my needs either so it is important but i do think that especially when it is tied to um a person themselves and basically what they're doing is they're saying you have to support me what they're saying in that is you have to meet my needs irrespective of whether it meets your needs or not. And that is a very different situation. Very, And that's like when somebody is saying, I don't care whether this meets your needs or not. I need you to do this to meet my needs. That's the point at which I'm like, I, I don't want to be around somebody who feels that way and who approaches me in that way. And I think that's actually kind of more what you were kind of referring mm-hmm. to is like, Oh, well, you know, I'm not doing that now because I'm not going to. And it's what what I was saying about earlier is like, if I say, um, if I then show up, it's going to encourage somebody to use that same strategy with other people in the future. And other people might not be as firm in their needs and as firm with their boundaries and able to go, okay, hold on a second. Actually, no, I need to do what is right for me. Like the fact that every single time I've had a conversation with this person, it's about, I need sleep. Anybody saying, well, no, you need to do this instead of the sleep that you need. Like, fuck do I? Like, (laughs) it's my foundation functioning. It's the taproot of my tree. If you think there is anything more important than that, unless it is one of my close people who is in a crisis, there are times when, yes, my sleep will go out of the window mm-hmm. because someone's had an emergency and I might need to take them to the hospital or what have you. Absolutely, there are times when that's the case. Going to a club night that somebody who doesn't really seem to care an awful lot about my needs wants me to go to because it works for them, very different situation. So it's like, it's there's so much, unsurprisingly, there's a lot of nuance around this <laughs> for a change. Um, because there is a difference between I'm going to tell you to do something and I'm going to do something that actually goes against what is right for me just because somebody else has told me to do it. And 
I'm going to tell you to do something because it meets my needs and it probably is going to cost your needs. And I don't give a shit that it costs your needs, but I want you to do the thing that meets my needs anyway. And having a reaction to that of like, I don't want a part of that because it doesn't feel good for me to be in a situation that compromises my needs and prioritizes somebody else's who really isn't that high of a priority for me. But also to be around somebody who wants me to compromise my needs in order to meet their needs, having a like a, uh, hell no reaction to that valid mm-hmm. absolutely valid does that did that distinction yes that definitely did and it, <laughs> like as you said I was like oh yeah like and there are some times where I do have like that hell no reaction mm-hmm. just because like I don't drop into it and it's like uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. do not tell me what to do <laughs> like absolutely and a lot of the time that telling me what to do thing and the reason we have such a strong reaction to that and that this is where it comes from within us is like a lot of that time someone telling me what to do is them trying to meet their personal power need at the cost of mine. Now, if we are in a place where we're depleted or not resourced or what have you, or our personal power need isn't well met, a lot of the time what will happen is we'll flip it, which will be like, oh, fuck no, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what's happening as a way of trying to get that power back because it's is this perception of the fact that there is a finite amount of power in the room and if one person has it, the other person doesn't, which means that if you have it, I don't, which means I have to take it from you so that I have it, but that then means you don't, but you have to not have it in order for me to have it. Like it's a very complicated thing. The thing is, if I'm solid in my personal power need, you can dance whatever power game, like power dynamics you want to around the cir- around my little circle. I'm like, okay, you're gonna wear yourself out dancing around like that, like. <laughs> I'm I'm not playing that game. I'm not dancing that I'm not dancing to that song. Like I I can see what you're doing and I can see why you're doing it. I'm not playing that game. Mm-hmm. I'm staying here. Whatever you want to do, whatever that like, tucker yourself out. Totally <laughs> up to you. If you want to dance around and try and like and it you, you will have experiences where people will try and hook that power mm-hmm. dynamic any which way they can. And they'll try multiple, if you've tapped oh. into it, they'll try multiple different strategies in the same like power grab. And it's like, what? Oh, so that didn't work. So you're going there. All right. Let's... And it's like, and it's funny, like I was in a, a situation uh, recently, which I'm sure we will um, discuss on another podcast because it was a very interesting situation I was in. And I could see this person trying to like engage with personal power. It's not really personal power, it's power over in lots of different ways. And I literally just spent the entire time going, okay, okay, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, and like, there were moments where they were kind of digging at me. There were moments where they were trying to flatter me. There were mo- like all of these different strategies and it didn't matter which strategy they were trying. I was like, okay, because I'm not playing that game. Like I don't, and I'm not playing, I'm not not playing the game to impact the other person. I'm like, I just have no this time game for that bullshit. This game doesn't serve me. It doesn't work for me. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm not playing that. And so often that's exactly what's going on is this like that that reaction of the, oh, fuck, no, you're not going to tell me what to do is that trying to like, it's like trying to snatch the power back from the other person because it's a perception that the other person's grabbed the power. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like, and, and the second you, you snatch it back, I mean, none of that supports your needs. The interconnectedness piece doesn't work in that. Like all it does is it costs 
it costs everybody's needs in that situation. Mm-hmm. But if you can be like, actually, I don't, that no, that doesn't work for me. And be in that place of like, I'm connected to my personal power. I don't need to play that game, but I'm also not going to dance to your tune. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, bye. I'm like, <laughs> slowly exit stage left kind of see thing. Like, um, you have fun. I'll guess I'll see you around. Um, and it's, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of people don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And, Chances are this has happened to you, is going to happen to you. This is something that is a regular a regular part of our societal interactions, I feel. Like right. it there are times where it's very like the situation with the DJ, it was very obvious. Oh, there yeah. are times it's a little bit more subtle and you're like, you may not even realize it's happening, or after you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck was that all yeah. about? But there are things that you can do if you feel somebody compromising your needs or if they're Im- negatively impacting your needs in that way. Right, in those kind of dynamics, yeah. I mean, the reality is that you can, I mean, you can communicate what you need depending on the circumstances. Again, like if you go back to the communication and about boundaries episode, it kind of is similar in, in, in this respect. Because remember, a boundary is something we put up in order to stop our needs from being negatively impacted. So if this is something we're doing to to address the fact that somebody is negatively impacting our needs. In effect, what we're putting down is a boundary. Um, You can communicate that Mm -hmm. if it feels safe for you to communicate that. And if it actually serves your purpose. I mean, the the truth of the matter is with this person, the individual that I'm speaking about right now, um, generally speaking, I just avoid him. Like if I see him out... I will not make any effort to go and speak to him because I don't want to deal with it. And now with how things are going, like with how things have been going, like he's been like trying to engage me in conversation. I'll probably be like, hey, bye. Like I'll be like, hey, good to see you. I'm off somewhere else. And if he does try and engage me in conversation, I probably just won't talk to him. Like not, not like stonewall. stonewall, But at the same time, I'm like, I will probably be like, I've had this conversation with you, so I don't think there's any point discussing it any further. You Bye. Know, you know the answer. Yeah, you, you know the answer. You just, I, I know you don't like the answer, but you know the answer. Mm-hmm. And the answer's not going to change. And like coming at it from that neutral place of like not, fuck off, stop mm-hmm. giving me shit. I've told you a million yes. times, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Blah. Like, the, like the more I can be like, you know what? I this is the reason I don't want to come back. Because... <laughs> I, I'm you're still, not listening I'm still to not me. playing your game. You're like not I'm listening. Not and I'm not going like, to I'm not going to engage with the conversation because I've already told you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want like I will be polite. I'll be civil. I'll say hi. A lot of times in those situations, luckily, there's lots of ha- lots happening and lots going on. So I could be like, oh, hey, and off mm-hmm. I go to somewhere else. Or you can always go pee. Else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we talked about the safe space yes, being the bathroom. Absolutely. Like- I can always go, oh, sorry, I'm just going or just going to the bar, just going to the the bathroom like there's ways of avoiding that situation Mm -hmm. and um I don't care enough about what this person thinks to communicate when it's obvious that that communication is not not landing Mm -hmm. um and I don't care enough to be to like if this was Serena and she wasn't understanding me or wasn't like hearing what I was saying I'd be looking for different ways to communicate this situation that's just not one of them so in some situations you can communicate what it is that you need and you can let the other person know that 
in that situation, it tends to be better to do that where you have somebody where you have that mutual respect, you have that mutual desire for something that works for both mm-hmm. of us. And that's when you go into the creator mode with it. Yes. Like if it's between, if something like this was to happen between uh, Clara and I, and there's, a, you know, seemingly a, a misunderstanding or a miscommunication, it's like, okay, I need you to be here for this. It's, it's so weird to say because I know these aren't words <laughs> that we would come do, out of yeah. our mouth. But like, or even just anybody that we're in close relationship, I need you to do this. Why aren't you here? Kind of the same situation. Like if you're mm-hmm. feeling there's some layer of guilt or like power dynamics at play here, being like, this really doesn't work for me. I need to get sleep. And let's say I want to hang out with Claire and I want to, you know, support her night could you send me your schedule and like let's see if there's a night like like try to plan something together right. like there are other ways to create options that work for both people where nobody's left feeling like I'm not left feeling guilty right she's not left feeling unsupported and but like that is the closer relationships that you're usually right. going to go into creation mode with mm-hmm. whereas some it's just easier to be like you know what I'm just no. gonna pull myself out of this I'm gonna avoid it I'm gonna navigate differently mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like a great example of this is like we've had, we have friends that we know who, uh, for example, they may be sober and they don't necessarily want to come out to a bar. And a lot of the social stuff in this, on this island happens either in bars or venues which serve Mm -hmm. alcohol. Um, And so we've talked about, well, why don't we create like a, a, like afternoon dance party? somewhere that it doesn't serve alcohol mm-hmm. like um or people want to go out dancing but they don't want to go out dancing late they want to enjoy dancing but they want to do it as an afternoon thing not mm-hmm. as an evening thing yeah they want club music at noon right exactly <laughs> when and we're like, awake and, and we're like, we can do that like we can make that happen so we're looking for ways so there might be like okay this is someone like like i i can't go to that cool okay so what what does work like i i like i really want like again i the whole like you need to come do this like just doesn't resonate with me but it's like you need to come celebrate my birthday uh, and the person was like well I can't do it at the place you're going because that compromises my need around this I, I again I would never say that in the first place but <laughs> but I'd be like oh cool like why don't we have a separate celebration here why don't mm-hmm. we do this why don't I add this element onto the night um so that it it's something that serves everybody involved you can set a boundary and again go back to the communicating boundaries episode that boundary can be verbalized it doesn't have to be how you communicate the boundary depends on the person you're speaking like with with we're um engaging with and the level of trust and the level of support um but the thing is is that when somebody consistently negatively impacts your needs unless it is someone who you can have a conversation with and who is going to listen and who is going to have a desire to actually do something based on what you are sharing with them, the chances are the easiest way to navigate it is just choose to spend less time with them. That's what I've done in the past. And it's like, it's not punitive. It's not like me saying, I'm going to punish this person because they haven't met, that they're negatively impacting my needs and they need to suffer for it. I mean, just thought like just saying that like feels so like crappy like (laughs) nothing about that feels good instead have you like having it that that viewpoint on it which is like actually it negatively impacts my needs to spend time around this person I need to take care of my needs which means that I need to spend less time doing the thing that is negatively impacting them so I might go from seeing them every week to once a month 
or once every three months. And there may come a point where it's like, actually, there's no benefit to me of spending, like, what is, is there a benefit to me of spending time with this person? And of course, we all go through ebbs and flows. I'm not saying the second that somebody's not fun to hang out with, you're like, bah! <laughs> like, that's not what I'm suggesting <laughs> for a second. Um, but if there is a consistent shift, I was actually speaking to a, a, another friend of mine about this um, the other day. They were having a, a situation with a friend of theirs that they've had some challenges with for a long time. This has been a consistent pattern with this other friend. And um, and she was asking me, like, what like what do I do? She's like, she's like, I know this isn't her. I know this is like this is just a phase that she's going through, or she's going through a tough time and everything, and blah, blah, blah. And and I asked her a really difficult question. And I said to her, like, the truth of the matter is she has some stuff that she hasn't dealt with. And this friend has tried to support her. She's tried to help her. She's tried to offer resources. And this has been going over on over a prolonged period of years. This is not like, oh, this has been a few days or a few weeks. This has been a prolonged period of time. Um, and the truth of the matter is she's not going to be able to show up as, a, as who she was until she addresses this stuff. And I said, do you think that she's ever going to do the work that is necessary to shift this? And to return back to the person that you knew her as being. And she said, no. And I said, if the answer is no, then the truth of the matter is she's probably, this is who she is now. It's not a phase. And it's very, and she is, she's given her grace. She's given her, she's tried everything to be available. She's tried everything to support her. She's tried everything. She's given her time. She's given her space. She's offered help. She's offered resources. Um, she's tried everything she can think of and it gets to a certain point where that's just now who this person is and if that person doesn't align like we all grow and change through life mm -hmm. I am not the same person I was two years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago and there are times when we have like people in our lives which are great for a certain period of time and then when things happen and things grow and people go through different life stages we have a different relationship with them. And then some people, like, like if I think about my best friend from, from uh, university, we used to be, all, like, we would be regularly in communication. We would be hanging out all the time, even though we lived in different places. We would be constantly looking to find time to go on vacation together or to go away together or to hang out. Like she'd come and see me, I'd go and see her all the time. Now she is a mom with a kid and like they, their lifestyle is very different. It doesn't work. Now, our relationship has just transitioned. We have a different kind of relationship now. It's not that, oh, well, we've changed. So that's it. Bye-bye relationship. We've gone, okay, so this is the kind of relationship that we can have now that works for both people. That's what we want to create. And we actually had that conversation at one point. Like at one point, we came to the, that crossroads where it's like, ah. Uh, are we going to continue as friends or are we actually going to go our own separate ways? And the truth is my life is different now. Your life is different now. Do we want to find a way of making this work for both people? And we, that's exactly what we said. We're like, actually, this is an important relationship. Let's see if we can find a way of making this work for both of us. That's what we've done. And we've got a great relationship now. It's just different to the way the relationship was. There are some shifts that happen in one person or other person or both that then just means we just aren't in alignment anymore. We just don't fit. That relationship doesn't work for either one of us 
And if it doesn't work for one of us, it doesn't really work for both of us. And you can give it time and you can give it support and what have you. But ultimately, there are just, I mean, I have gone through relationship transitions that I never thought mm -hmm. would happen. I had people in my life that I thought were going to be there for life. They were family, hard and fast. Um, they were close, probably as close to Serena without being Serena, like in terms of that relationship. Like I thought that was it. We were, and I changed and they changed. And I'm like, this doesn't, it, it, it's not working. And I, space was given and consideration was given. And eventually we decided to part ways. And as heartbreaking as that is, it's, we all go through ebbs and flows in life. We all go through ups and downs. There are times when I am a nightmare to be around because I'm going through whatever bullshit is going on in my life. And I'm sure there are times when I negatively impact Serena's needs because of where I'm at and what I'm doing. Like There, there have been times where I've I've mm -hmm. spoken to, I've said things certain ways and vice versa. Like we, mm -hmm. we both, we have- We're both human. We're both human. And we're not saying it's not okay to be human. It's not okay to make mistakes. It's not okay to, um, to have times in life where your capacity is such that you're not being as considerate or mindful as you might be. Of course, that is part of life. What we are talking about is, it is not, it's okay to say that I don't want to spend time around people who consistently and chronically negatively impact your needs when you are around them. And some of the examples we've given today are like, they're people who don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. They're like, they're not that they, everybody matters. And we talked, we've talked about community and how important community is. They're part of our community. I don't wish ill on them, but they're just not somebody who's a priority compared to other things and other people in my life. Um, but this can happen with people who are close to us as well. And especially like around this time of year, there's a lot of um, gatherings that tend to happen. And like, it's okay if we choose to say, actually, I'm going to set a boundary around this gathering. I'm going to show up for, I've, I've got 30 minutes and then I have to go. Or actually, I'm going to choose not to go to this thing this year. I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to hang at home with a glass of wine and my feet up and a nice movie or what have you. Doesn't matter what it is. But it's okay to choose to prioritize spending time around the people who maybe support your needs, but at the very least don't negatively impact your needs. And it's okay to choose to spend less time around people who do chronically negatively impact your needs. Something that uh, I'm kind of kind of going off script here. We don't really have a script for this. I mean, we never have a script, but we don't really have any bullet points for this one either. So we'll see where this goes. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Do you uh, tell? Well, as you're talking about you, um, when you find somebody that you're no longer in alignment with somebody anymore yeah. and it's just, it's just not working. There's, especially when it's somebody close, um, I've had this situation with family, like mm -hmm. multiple family members where it's like this, like this isn't like I can't. I can't. This is this isn't it. This, yeah, this is in it. At the time that I think almost every situation I can think of happened was before I knew most of the situation. Actually, no, no, that isn't true because uh, we did deal with some of it. Yeah, yeah. some of it is coming yes. back. But I want to say in that that there doesn't have to be a finality. Like I am extinguishing you from my life, and be you wrong. are banished forever. <laughs> you can never come back, and you're never going to change. Like my father is a great example. Right. Not that I think that my father actually, to the core, changed. However, 
There was a point where I had cut him off completely from communication because it did not serve Mm -hmm. me. It was too much negative impact, not enough, if any, positive. And that just didn't serve me. Mm -hmm. And I knew that back before I knew about my needs. It was like, this does not feel good to be in this. Right. However, there was a time where slowly he would show up in ways and I'm like, that actually feels good. Mm -hmm. That feels good. Wait, I'm not being negatively impacted. Oh. That didn't feel great. Okay, uh-huh. I'm not going to write you off, but like I'm treading treading carefully. And we actually Managing got- those relationship orbits according to how they're showing up in the moment. Right. Yeah. But he, he had made changes that made our relationship yeah. come to a point where we could get back to not the same point. It would never be the, like yeah. the chances of you getting back to that original point that you were with anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said- Joe and I are coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary. And we're having a conversation. And I'm like, I'm so glad that most of the versions of us love each other the way we do. <laughs> like, we have been so yep. lucky because we have been profoundly different people throughout our relationship as we yep. grow, as we learn. And some of some of those matchups did not quite work, <laughs> but we obviously worked through them. But if I had written him off completely at right. those points and was like, nope, not working for me, sorry. Yeah. And then... In that situation, I chose to work through right. those situations. But there's so many times it's like you cut off somebody. And I think it's a little bit easier, maybe a better example with friends. Because family family adds an extra layer of... Well, and I think that the other thing... There's a couple of things I would say in this. Like if there has been... Like for example, there are a couple of people in my life who have been emotionally abusive. Let's put it that way. And I have cut them off I have told them I've cut them off and honestly it doesn't really matter to me Mm -hmm. they might be a better person now they might be able to show up I still don't want them in my life like I I am okay without their presence Mm -hmm. like there are some people and there are some situations in which for our own peace of mind Mm -hmm. we need to be we want to and need to be able to say no yep enough done there is no coming back from this we're burning the bridges we're burning Mm -hmm. the boats there is like like just just no Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen ever again um and sometimes it meets our needs because sometimes that meets our security need like uh of that like i know that i have said to a couple of people never contact me again like do not Mm -hmm. ever contact me again and i know that if they choose to do that at any point they are crossing a very clear like line in the sand like I have said do not do this and they have gone against that and the fact that they've gone against that also automatically means they're not safe for me to be around Mm -hmm. so it's like there are some people in some situations in which that is that is true um and if that is the case there is nothing wrong with doing that you do not have to give space for someone to come back if you are at that point where I know down in my heart of hearts, you could have an epiphany tomorrow. You could have go through a complete emotional transition. And just because of the history that we have together, your existence, your face, your being triggers me mm-hmm. because I remember everything that I was put. And I, even, even having gone through healing, even having gone through the healing journey and being at a point where I'm like, I'm healed from what happened, but I don't want to be reminded of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if somebody is, is quote unquote better than they were so that being said um 
this is the reason that we talk about the relationship orbits. Um, and I can't remember exactly what, um, I don't know whether it was in the friendship series. It'll be in the show notes. Um, the um, Where we talk about relationship orbits being like you being the star of your own solar system and everybody else who is in your life orbits around your solar system, your, your star, and you are orbiting around their star. So it's like, it's not like the world revolves around you, except that when you're talking about your relationship orbits it is that they revolve around you because it's how they where they're positioned in relation to you or I, every time i think about this all i can think about is that um there's a um a character in um the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um and these people try i think i think it's aliens they try and kill him by putting into him into a machine which shows him how insignificant he is like in respect to the whole universe and it kills people because they, they it blows their minds how insignificant they are in the grand scheme of things. And this guy goes into this machine and comes like walking out and they're like, what the hell happened? He was like, I found out I'm the most important person in the universe. And then later on you find out that's actually happening in his own mind, which is why he's the most important person in the universe because it's happening in his own head. So it's kind of the same sort of principle. So the with the relationship orbits, we don't necessarily say ping off you go. Like there's no orbit over here. We're just going to send you traveling off in space off uh, ad infinitum. <laughs> there's the black um, hole. Yeah, bye. Um, I said, there are some people where it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Black hole by like, I don't care where in the universe you go. Just not here. I have a hundred percent black hole people. Right. <laughs> um, but for most people, what will actually happen is, is that depending on how they're showing up and how they are, impacting your needs both positively and negatively will determine how close they are so if someone is meeting your needs or if someone is not negatively impacting your needs they will probably just stay where they are mm -hmm. if someone is showing up in a way which which is supportive of your needs getting met they're probably going to get closer like serena and i have pretty tight orbits around each other like we're mm -hmm. we're pretty much as close <laughs> as you can get without smashing into right. each other we bump into each like, other every now and again it's like well oh oops, sorry i didn't realize you were there uh, <laughs> Boing. Like on the same trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oops. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was my bad. Like I wobbled a little on that one. Um, but then there are other people like when somebody negatively impacts your needs, like it's not like it's a, a when we talked about this in the previous episode, it's not like you send them out like, no, you have to go back. You have to go out like mm -hmm. your, your orbit needs to come become further away because I'm choosing to do this as a punitive thing to punish you for negatively impacting my needs naturally because of our security need someone's going to move a little further mm -hmm. away from us in terms of how we feel comfortable because we only want people who are close to our orbit who we can trust to stay in our orbit without smacking into us like if you've got someone who every now and again is going to have a bit of a wobble and they're mm -hmm. going to go off on a trajectory they naturally are going to be a little further out because mm -hmm. you can't trust they're not going to smack into you when they go on their little wobble um even though we are both a little clumsy and a little wobbly at times. <laughs> but it, we, we manage around, like we work around it with each Weevils other. Wobble, but they fall down. down. Yeah. It's <laughs> part <laughs> of the 80s, kids. Um, so, um, and so what will end up happening is, is that the more somebody negatively impacts the needs, impacts your needs, the further they will go out. So let's look at this example I gave today. This person wasn't particularly close in my orbit. Now, have I pinged, the, pinged them off into a black hole? No, they're still part of the community. I'm still going to see them. I don't want to be at a point where I'm like, oh, I can't go there because that person's mm -hmm. going to be there. That's not that's not how I work. That's how I run my life. But what ends up happening is they've gone so far out. Oh, they've gone all the way. <laughs> like, they've gone further. They got into Serena's screen and out the other side as well. Yeah, I was going to say, Whee! I don't want them staying in here. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> 
So once they've kind of, they're out at such a level, like it doesn't really matter what they do because it has very little mm-hmm. bearing or effect on my life and my life. And they're going to have to do one hell of a journey to hit me. And chances are, if they're heading in my direction, I'm going to see them mm-hmm. from far enough out because I'm like, oh, oh, whoop. I'm going to wobble out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go peeing off that way. Like, oh, bye. Nice to see you. See you next time you come around the orbit. Like something. Um, but that's that's kind of how it ends up happening. So those. So what Serene is talking about is that where you don't want to create that definitive. Now, sometimes for our own peace of mind and for our own emotional well-being, we need to feel like, okay, we're done with this. And what mm-hmm. we're done with this might just be, I don't, I'm not putting any more energy into it. They're way out there in terms of the trajectory. And it's like, maybe at some point, there are people in my life who have like, they have, I mean, they're out there in the universe somewhere. Where yeah, the they're, hell they're they are? They're past Pluto. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. It's pretty dark out there. Like, got a flashlight. Um, but if they came back in and they showed up in a certain kind of way, I'm like, oh, okay. You seem pretty cool. You can come a bit closer now. We have vacancy on Pluto again. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the smallest planet. Absolutely. <laughs> is, it, is it the smallest planet? Oh, I, know uh, well, a, I know it's it, a dwarf planet now. Uh, it's not I even, know, like we can't yeah. get into the is Pluto a planet. Joe and I go down this rabbit hole all the time. With, <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it? But I mean, it, Pluto it is, to me is a cartoon dog. So like, <laughs> that's the only Pluto I really it's care about. It's the furthest planet out. That's, or the furthest thing. Thing that once was a planet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> used to be in the diorama and now I don't know but like and but that's kind of it like I don't even know if you're a planet anymore but you can be there you can be there that's far enough away and something I wanted to kind of add into that like it almost sounds like we're saying like like I'm thinking literal planets right now that if somebody is in my Mars and they fuck up royally to the point where I'm like you cannot be in this orbit anymore if they're in my Mars they're probably like they're pretty close to me right I'm chances are dependent on what happens the Mm -hmm. impact the um, severity of it all of those things I might move them a planet or two back so they may all of a sudden they may go from Mars to Earth I think what I want to be clear about is they will naturally move there. It's not mm. like Serena's going, bye, you have to go back to planets because like that is the just the response to our security need being impacted is that we're going to push people, that, that not we're going to push people. They are naturally going to like, oh, no, you're a little further away now. Like mm-hmm. Because in reality, what ends up happening is that I think that, that using this metaphor is that we keep the people we trust closer. Like we are keeping them close. It's almost like our orbit holds them. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the trust in them is what holds them close to our orbit. The second that trust um, like disappears for a second, oh, and oh, I've slipped back. They've slipped back a little bit. It's not like you're pushing them away. It's like they naturally, they're naturally going to kind of fall back. The interesting thing about the example that that Serena's giving, do you want to like, continue or is that like was no, that, that, was yeah, that was pretty, that was much, pretty much it. i was just checking i wasn't like jumping in the middle mm-hmm. of something you nope. were trying to communicate um but the, use this example like if somebody negatively impact now there are chance i said there are times when i negatively impact serena because i'm closer to her mm-hmm. if i negatively impact her it's gonna have way more of an impact than if someone back out in jupiter does mm-hmm. so the thing about it is is that if i negatively impact her the people she has closest to her the people she, that she can trust 
are going to be the people who want to be. I am so sorry. What can I do? Oh, I, there's a little dent on the edge of your pla- of your star there. Okay, let me fill that in. Um, and let me. Okay, now, um, what can I do? I'm going to just take a little step back, just so you can make sure you feel safe with me again. Like the people who are going to address that negative impact, who are going to try to make it right, who are going to try to make amends, who are going to say, look here, I, I can see how that happened. I, I tripped over my rings. Okay, what I've done, I've got suspenders, I'm holding my rings up now so I won't trip over them next time so that this won't happen again. Like whatever it is, like that is the thing, those are the people that you want close. So it's like someone who, like someone who's in Mars, they make a big old fuck up. If they address the fuck up, they may stay exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. If they don't address the fuck up, they're naturally going to be like, oh, that trust is what wavered for a second. They're probably going to slip back a little bit. Mm-hmm. If then they go, oh, shit, I really fucked up. Now let me try and do something to, to make amends. They're going to come naturally back in again because that trust is built. And it's that trust that creates them, that, that creates the the um, the closeness in terms of the orbit. Um and so trust can be built. Now you could be way out on the reaches, far reaches of the the universe, like all off with the Star Trek people. Like that you could be hanging out back there, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I really like, I really like that star. I really want to try to be closer to that star. And you could be making the effort to like, okay, because this happens all the time. There's people like this stars and planets we bump into all the time I mean not literally bump into but like we we encounter as we're out and about and then there's somebody else who's like wasn't even in our in our galaxy like they were somewhere else and all of a sudden you meet them and go huh they're kind of a fun star I kind of would like them around (laughs) so you put some time and energy into it and you put some effort into it and that time and effort builds trust and all of a sudden they end up part of your solar system and then you end up part of theirs so it's like these things can change according to how people show up and how the people who show up builds trust and yeah you could be out in the far reach of the universe you can still come back now at one point serena's dad like she she, she could have had a, a mega telescope she still wouldn't be able to see them he would have been like why well, I, I have no idea there's a speck of dust oh no that is actually a speck of no it's not him but we've got no idea where he is um and then he made the effort and then all of a sudden he was on like the far reaches of the of the solar system. Like, I see you. You're not close enough to do me any harm because you've done me quite a bit of damage in the past. But okay, I see you making the effort. I see you making the effort. Oh, no. And you're going to slip back out again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Oh, but now I see you making the effort again. And it's like these things, they're constantly moving and changing. Um, and like depending on where I'm at, like if, I, if I'm having a, a rough time of it, Serena might be like, okay, I'm just going to give Serena, give Claire a little bit of space. Um, she's going to have a little bit more space because I know she's going through some stuff right now. When Serena was going through it recently with Larry, like I didn't give her space because I needed space because I was worried about how she was going to be. I know she needed space. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to hang out back here for a second. It's almost like I know she's going to be a little bit wobbly. Yes. To her, I see her rings around her ankles and, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. she doesn't want help with those rings around her ankles. So... I'm going to give her the space to to figure it out, to pull them up and to hula hoop them and do whatever she wants, spin them and spinning them on my arms (laughs) because she doesn't want to impact me. And it also gives me this like in that situation that gave me the space to be like, okay, okay, whatever I need to do. I don't need to worry. Well, 
Not that I don't need to worry about impacting the people around me because that's always something that's going through my head is how not to do so. And also when you've got your rings around your ankles, your friends are going to be like, oh, you trip. Yeah, I caught caught you. Get you back up again. (laughs) I mean, this I mean, this metaphor, we're going a little bit like there's 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 a lot of nuance in this that is not getting articulated uh, accurately through this. But your point stands. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like it's. I mean, it it all of a sudden became an Orbitz episode again, but it really does play into this because, like, you want your Orbitz to be your close people. You want your Orbitz to be the supportive people. You want the people in your close Orbitz to be the ones that aren't impacting you negatively because the more impacts, like, we're getting impacted every day. Like, I, I don't think there's a day that I can be like, I was not negatively impacted today. Like, <laughs> Especially just, in our society and our culture, the way things are. I mean, like, seriously. Social, I turn on the TV, flip mm-hmm. on a phone, like, yeah. boom, impact. It's right. almost impossible not to happen. Right. But, like, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And you can protect yourself from that, too. And that's, yeah. it, that's the thing. Like, protect yourself. You, this is how to protect yourself from those situations. And then how to really see, like, when you start noticing people utilizing these kind of guilt methodologies and these power methodologies against you be like it starts to make you see the people who aren't using them right like, how can this be done differently and if and if you want someone to be closer in your orbits then it requires you putting genuine time energy effort and intention towards that now important to say just because you put time energy and effort in towards that doesn't entitle you to be in part of their orbit it mm-hmm. may just be they're like like i see you you you're a pretty cool planet i just i'm just not really a fit for me like it mm-hmm. like nothing nothing against you um but if you do want people to show up for you and you like showing up for them is one of the ways in which that we start to cultivate that um, so if you want someone to hang out with you, you want someone to show you, you want someone to support you, you want somebody to be there for you. And I'm not suggesting you do that. This is the reason you show up for other people. But if you do want people around, negatively impacting them is not the way of doing it. Mm-mm. So at the very least, do not be negatively impacting people who you want to be close to you. And if you can show up in a way which is supportive of other people's needs, as well as not negatively impacting them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the, that's the simplest way of putting it. And it's the reason that, I mean, a lot of people want us around. Like, Don't get me wrong. We're not for everybody. <laughs> no. We are not for everybody. We are not for everybody. Some people are <laughs> like, no fucking way are we spending time with them. No, hell no. But there are a lot of people who want us around because how we show up is supportive of other people and what they need and it's enjoyable for them. If it's not enjoyable, then the chances are people are going to be less inclined to do it. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add before we finish up? No, I'm not going to go into a wormhole. <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Our rabbit holes shifted to wormholes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, we're in space. So. Right. I mean, we are. I it mean, just, it seemed appropriate. Absolutely. I mean, never did I imagine that you would go spacey on me in terms of I'm full of surprises. That you are. That you are. Okay. Um, So if that's it for today, um, I think it is. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back really soon with another episode. Uh, Between now and then, remember to stay safe, take care of yourself, and continue continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review, as it will help more people find us. And remember... 
If you want people to show up for you, it's really important not to negatively impact their needs. Well, shit. It really is that simple. 